Eduardo Martins, who has been our intern, pastoral intern here at Marvin, officially in an official capacity since March 1. But he and his wife, Lorena, joined us in January of 2021, and we, me in particular, have been able to see his call and response to this move firsthand. This is Eduardo's last Sunday with us, and he's bringing the word. This week, they are moving to Wilmore, Kentucky to go to Asbury Seminary, and we send you in the love and hope and grace of Jesus. I have been so blessed by Eduardo's presence. Even worshiping next to him, there is an energy, and so I pray that you bring it this morning. Rather... May God bring it through you. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. We love you. Ah, can you hear me? I ask that because every time that I speak, people say, Oh, I think it was a great measure, a message preacher, but I could not hear you. So, okay. I'm very thankful for you. Thankful for this time that we were discerning the calling from God to be a pastor. Uh, you made that be well, well inside of me and my family's heart. You guys supported us in many ways, affirming, and I'm so, so thankful for you. Thank you. Let's read the Bible. So it's Luke 10. Verse 38 to 42, okay? As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made so she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to come to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you were worried and upset about many things. But one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what's better and it will not be taken away from her. This is the word of God to the people of God. <coughs> Let us pray. So God, we are here with our hearts open to you. We are thankful for, word, for your word. And we are not what people say that we are, but we are what your Bible, your word says that we are. I pray that this morning, this word will come and bring you transformation. It will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I grew up in church. I was in the church. Well, I was born in the church, basically. A lot of you are. So I always heard this passage about Mary and Martha. And half of the room was divided. So half of the room loved Mary because they think that she was so good. You know, she was, had a good heart. And the other half of the room loved Martha because they think, well, work is necessary. It's really important. Who is going to eat? And all that. 
And I don't believe Jesus came to bring division in the room with this story. Every story that's in the Bible, it's a very nice thing. God doesn't hide anything from us. Anything. Even the most weird and sad stories we can have in the Bible. And if he was trying to manipulate us to love him, first of all, he will not give us choice, right? Because there's just, there's just love because there is choice. It's impossible to have love if you don't have choice. But more than that, he's given us all the pieces of things that can happen, happen, or could happen with us. So also give us the responsibility to make choices for that. So when Jesus brought these things in the Bible, he was not trying to divide the room. Other people also think that some personality is better than others, that Jesus was saying that. Let me tell you one thing. Everything that you have inside of you was God that made it. If all of us face the same situation, each one of us will respond for the life in a certain way. And this is because God made us like that. Okay? Of course, the extremes of that can cause damage. But God never created us with extremes. He created us with a specific design, and we need to learn to live by the heart that Jesus gave us. We are just be fully if we learn how to live by the heart that Jesus gave us. So, when we talk about Mary and Martha, Mary was very contemplative, and that's people interpreted that as, oh, this is the way that I need to be. And Martha, for the other side, was very... Um, task-oriented person. And people think that this is not good. I'll tell you one thing. If you try to be something that God never created you to be, God will miss you. Do you understand this? So you never should try to live by being someone else. Because if you do that, you may live in the risk that one day when you see Jesus, he will look at everything that you did and he will say, that was great, but I just missed who I created you to be. And that would be very sad. So, we have here the situation with those two sisters. So the Bible saying that Jesus came and came to her house. So, I told you all the tension between the story, and I also heard that for a long time, but I have been thinking for years what kind of heart I should have to see Jesus. I already had experience with Jesus. And I'm telling you, Jesus really changed my life. Not the way from outside. Outside is easy. Jesus changed the way that I was feeling inside of me. You know, when you go to the room and you lay down your pillow, and your head in the pillow, and you can run from everybody, but you cannot run from yourself. You know who you are. 
right? Some people love they, what they are, but some people, they are not happy. I was not happy. Until the day that I met Jesus, and he changed my life. But it's just not one touch from Jesus. Bible tells a story that Jesus came and healed a blind man. Okay? And the blind man, he asked the blind man, Okay, what do you see now? And he says, I see men, but they look like a tree. So Jesus touched him again and asked him, and he says, Now I see, I see clearly. What makes me think that in our journey with Jesus, many times we will need a second touch of Jesus? Why that? Well, because the word is very rude. Everything that you live in your life, you experience, causing you a specific way to see the life. And this you are carrying to Jesus, your relationship with Jesus. So every time, it's over and over and over again, we'll need this touching of Jesus in a new perspective, a, new, a, new, a different way. Why that? Because if your heart was by layer, every layer that Jesus is taking, you don't know what's under. One day we will see Jesus the way that he is and we will be for the everlasting life. Do you remember that? That's a lot of hope bring to that. But that also says a process that all of us experience with Jesus. Always being touched by Jesus and something's changing, transforming more and more and more. The Bible describes eternity as knowing Jesus. Every time that you know Jesus more, you get to know something more about yourself. Okay, said that, I've been for almost 14 years asking this question to Jesus, what kind of heart I should have in order to see you? In order to see you. What that means, I want to have a problem and go straight to his feet. That's my desire. I don't want to freak out about the situations that I'm going to face because I want to know and I want to live by the truth that he is enough. So many times I was thinking, oh, maybe the prophet Isaiah was very right. When 700 years before, six, 700 years before Jesus, he said that you worship me with your mouth, but your heart is completely far from me. How can we do that? Sometimes we think that people need to be completely in sin to do that. The Bible also tells us that we should live by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Okay, I, I learned that flesh was a sin, but not necessarily. The flesh can result in a sinful behavior, but doesn't mean that you are in sin. What the Bible is saying, what the Bible is saying in that passage is, live the life by the Spirit and not in a natural way. What is a natural way? Be distracted by the things that you have. Think that it's an effort of your arms or your mind that you will get the place that you have to be. And there is no problem in be exceptional. I know, this is what we want to all do, right? Be. The problem is what that process do inside of us. Do you understand this? And that's what was happening here. 
Martha was very careful, preparing everything. Probably her love language was a service, and I can relate with that, you know. But she was there, and the Bible says that she was distracted. The Bible doesn't say that she was like natural distracts, uh, distracted every day, but she was in that time and that day. So Jesus came to her house, and she was there in all the preparation, and she was distracted. There's a lot of dangers in being distracted by this word today. Do you know what one of the dangers is? If we are distracted, we lose who Jesus is. We lose the track. The track for where? The everlasting life. And the everlasting here is describing the kind of life we are going to have. But if we are not on track of Jesus, what happened? Happened the first thing that happened with Martha. She came and she put Jesus' character in check. She came and she said, don't you care that my, my sister left me to work by myself? Have you done this before? Something very bad happened to you. And the first thought that came to our mind is, don't you care about this? I saw myself doing that all the time. The second thing that can happen is you are trying to be God. So you're giving orders as God was your, you know, your maid or whatever. So you say, tell her to come and help me. Have you tried to be God to yourself? I told God many times what God should do and not do with my life. And I'm so thankful that God is God. Because every time that I tried to do my own God, the destruction was very clear. It was very clear. So here we have two sisters that were doing things for God that was not in sinful way. They were just, one was preparing things. And that happened to us all the time. We have every day in this church something that you can be plugged in. And for be honest, that's a blessing. But can be a trap, a trap for you. You can come here for every single thing. And what's going to happen to you will be just entertained by everything. But maybe you will be distracted by all the things that you have to do. And thinking that you are doing the work of God with God. And this is very sad. Sad because God is not expecting you to do anything. He can do all things. You do things out of your love, out of your relationship with God. But if you don't have this love or this relationship with God, you will be in the situation that you'll be doing things without God and be deceived by your whole life, think that you are living with God. You know, the most hard people to talk about Jesus, it's not the lost outside. It's the Christians inside of the church. Because they think that they know everything. Nobody goes there to the door and talks to you guys when you guys leave this place and say, do you want to accept Jesus? Do you want to say yes to Jesus? We think we can go out and do that out. That's what we think about ourselves. And many of us, many times we get distracted by all the situations that happen. 
this message, this thing start, you know, burning inside of me some days ago when I was here in this place. And I felt God saying to me that I should just lay down on the floor with my face on the floor. And the answer that the pastor Edward gave to God was, uh-uh, I can't do that. Because I'm not dressed properly for that. I have a second service happening. I will be in the service in the afternoon. How people will greet me like all dirty and uh, how that. And I said, you are God. You will receive my prayers, whatever I am. And I just stayed there where I was. And that was one true about God. God is good, but he is good. But that situation was not like talking about God's character, but about my own heart. So I realized that I was completely distracted by different things and I was just losing Jesus. That was why I came here. So Jesus came to Martha's house. And she was working all, all the time. But she just got distracted. And she forgot why she was doing everything that she was doing. So definitely, that is not a heart to see Jesus. But on the other side, we have Mary. Mary went beyond the expectations that people had about her. Everything that Martha was saying about her was not untrue, was not illegal. It was the behavior of the time that all the women would be in the kitchen doing the preparations and the men would be in the living room listening to the rabbi. So when Martha came and said, she's not helping me, she was talking something that was okay culturally in that time speaking. You know, to do. So what she did, she went beyond expectations because she knew what was the reason that was inside of her house. Do you guys remember the woman that was bleeding for 12 years? She had the same heart. Culturally speaking, she should not be there in the middle of everybody. But what she did, she was saying, if I could just touch in him, I would be healed. So she came. She crossed everybody and she touches Jesus and Jesus stopped everything and said, who touches me? And the answer was, Everybody's touching you. But he said, no. Someone touched me differently. What was so different from that touch? If everybody was touching Jesus, why he would bring some different touching? Was not the action of touching Jesus that was different, but was the heart behind of that that made the difference. So I've been thinking about that. What kind of heart I should have to see you, Jesus? And I have been found out, it's not the end of everything, but I have found out that the heart that I should have in order to see Jesus is the heart that behold him. It's the heart that doesn't care about all the religious stuff that we add into our house, our, ourselves. It's really live by the word that I'm speaking 
is professing something that I really believe, I really trust. And that's okay if you don't trust. You need to grow in trust. Some people think I'm not going to say that to Jesus in prayer. So I prefer pray, Heavenly Father, you are good, but you have no revelation about how good God is or that he's our father. So if you are the person that gives control of big choices of your life, how do you think that God can come to you if you are just saying things that you don't know, but you, you are just pretending? I'm talking about this here with a lot of respect just because I've been thinking about this, what we do with our own lives. Time is so important. We are here talking for 20 minutes and those 20 minutes will not come back. You will have more 20 minutes, but those that are already done is done. And what kind of life are we going to live with Jesus? Are we going to live a life where we are going to say beautiful prayers because we don't want to make Jesus feel sad with us. But I'll tell you one thing. A good thing to work with Jesus is Jesus knows you better than yourself. So there is nothing that you can say that will shock in Jesus. <gasps> I was not expected to do that. That was shocking for me. Because I've been carrying myself as someone that loves Jesus. But suddenly, I was distracted by the religious things that I have to do. What people think about me. And I just lost Jesus. So I'm talking to you here. And if I... I this is my last time here. So I can talk whatever I want and just leave. <laughs> But if I have something special that I really believe that will change our lives, will be really open your heart as Mary did and have the heart that she expressed had towards Jesus. Everything will go away. Our beauty will go away. We sometimes go to the mural before coming to church and we think how people think that we are looking. But we never ask the question, Jesus, what are you thinking about me? I learned that you should not wear like jeans with, uh, you know, things from my grandmother. Today she will die, but, well, she's dead. But, <laughs> whoa. But today is everything okay. But the thing is, she taught me that I should dress her properly. I don't remember she was saying to me that I should go to the mural and ask Jesus what Jesus think about it. But this is what we learn. We learn how to impress people, but we forget that Jesus is not impressed by our performance. That Jesus is not looking for our work. Jesus can do more, better, faster, anything that we do. So Jesus not working, does not looking for you as a worker. Don't be deceived by that. I know that do things sometimes bring a lot of meaning to us. But the meaning should come from Jesus. You are value. You are valuable.
and not because the things that you can make or things that you can have or you can produce. But your value is the way that you were created by God and by the price that Jesus paid for your life. So that's saying something about what kind of heart we should have to see Jesus. What kind of heart you have? Are you be able to see Jesus? How long you want to live without hear and a smile, a fake smile, just because nobody can know that you, you didn't got it that. Are you keeping putting yourself in a place that nobody can reach you for Jesus because you are already Christian? When you don't know what that means? I will not ask you to raise your hand that you come here in the front, but you know who you are. And you know your desires, your dreams, and what everybody in this room here and the whole world wants is to be loved. How much effort we have done for force people to love us when Jesus is loving us for free. And we are just not paying attention for him. So there's a lot of things on that. If we had here weeks, we will just open and open more and more things that results from our journey, our experience, our revelation about who Jesus is. Mary was sit at Jesus, sat at Jesus' feet. There's something with his feet that I'm not sure completely, but can you see? A lot of times people came to his feet. He was saying, throw all your anxiety at Jesus' feet. Why that? The Bible says that those who, those who will not be destroyed, if they will be with their feet on the rock. So where Jesus' feet is, that should be the highest place for us to be. And keep ourselves there is what will make us see Jesus every day. So we're going to pray. I'm going to pray. Yes. I'm going to pray. I don't expect you to have the whole picture of that, even because it's your life. But go thinking about that. Go to your house and start thinking the way that you relate with this Jesus that we profess, that we believe. We are not every Sunday professing here our faith because we want to fill the sermon, well, fill the service with. We are trying to bring every day to our attention who is the reason why we are here. The church just makes sense. If between us we keep encouraging the faith, build up each other's faith. But if we don't have faith in Jesus, that will be just a club. And club, 
you just get at the end of the day tired of that, but very empty inside. But if your faith has been built up with those friends, it's a process of life giving that happen. And that is forever.